This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet can help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. It's Wednesday morning, which means one thing. It's Jake's Takes Time on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. It's what we do. It has become our routine since, I don't know, late August, early September, something like that. Um, there's a lot to cover. The Vikings victory over the Commanders. They're now 7-1, and one, entering Buffalo, who may or may not be with Josh Allen. Um, the Watertown Mayor football team made it to state. I'm actually having their head coach on Thursday morning. Probably release that Friday afternoon sometime. Friday morning, maybe Thursday afternoon. Who knows? Um, they do They do play Thursday night. So if he talks about that game specifically. Oh, Thursday night, Thursday morning podcast with the Watertown Mayor football coach. Wow. That's crazy. Game, Yeah, you're getting the game day scoop. That's pretty, Ooh. that's high level. That is high level. I'm actually, ooh, man. Are they, do you know if they're playing at the bank? Not, no, not the first round. The first round, they're at Hastings. Oh, okay. That's actually where they, the wedding that I'm in is this weekend. So, so you can go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could go. Uh, fortunately, yeah. the wedding's on Saturday and the groom's dinner's on Friday. I think they make a weekend out of it, you know, stay overnight Thursday night too. I don't know. No, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, if, they, if, if they win, they would play next Saturday at US Bank Stadium. Okay. Saturday the 19th or whatever that is. So, before we get to the Gophers game that you were at, by the way, which there have mm-hmm. been several speculations about that um, from the media and from people that follow the podcast. Is the first round a neutral site game, or is Hastings the team that they play in the first round? It is neutral site, so they play Cannon Falls. Huh, interesting. So, Seems I don't know like a strange place Falls. for a neutral site game. Yeah, I mean, isn't Cannon Falls, that's like, is that, now we're going to maybe have our Minnesota card taken away. Isn't that southeastern Minnesota? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where that is. Here, one second. One I mean, minute. I just we'll look at I a think, map. When I think about a neutral site field, I guess Hastings is probably the perfect place because who goes to Hastings, Minnesota? But um, it'll be interesting to see. Yep, how, how I was right. So 
So Cannon Falls is probably closer to Hastings, but it, it is kind of... Oh, where'd you go? Oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. It's kind of in the middle. So it is kind of a neutral site in the middle <laughs> game. Site. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow morning with the head coach of the Watertown Mayor Royals. We are Watertown Mayor graduates. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2010 for me, 2013, 14 for you. 13, yep. 13 for you. So we have a lot of history at Watertown, which is why I reached out to him and got him on got him on the show. Um, but the A topic, the topic that's just been um, trending on Twitter, uh, Jake and a bunch of his pals went to the Minnesota Gophers um, Nebraska Huskies game in Nebraska. It's the Huskers, but Huskies okay. are almost, almost the same. Thing. Okay, I was like, wait, what is the Nebraska name? I was thinking like, I was actually thinking that there was a name before Nebraska, but like, oh, wait, Nebraska is the first word. And what's the next word? Uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, this okay. is what just miss here. We'll do a liner for you. The Minnesota Tim podcast, number one source for college football. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. The Nebraska Huskies. <laughs> It sounds like it could be. It could be. Uh, I I shortened it from Huskers to Huskies. Huskies, yeah. I don't think it's shorter. What is a Husker? Uh, I think it's just someone who husks corn. Like They have a lot of corn in Nebraska, so it's just people who harvest corn, I guess. I don't know. It's not the coolest name i've ever heard that makes sense so let's talk about this game that you were at by the way and then we'll dive into the speculation about you being at the game first how boring of a drive was it to uh get to that game oh it wasn't too bad so it was with two of my buddies um yeah it wasn't too bad so it was like six hours or something like that um went up friday night so we were entertained because on our phones we were watching um, kind of the score updates of the Watertown playoff game. And that was, a, it was like 47, 36. So like mm. there were a lot of updates. So we, that was kind of entertaining. Um, we picked all of the, the section playoff games. All of them were Friday, basically. So we, the three of us picked who we thought would win and tallied that up on the way back. Um, so that so was what, kind of entertaining. So it wasn't a whole lot looking out the window. It was a lot of uh, tapping on the phone. Yeah, tapping on the phone, writing on some paper, you know, we were and just talking. I mean, the three of us, you know, you don't see each other every day. So it's good. to We had plenty to talk about. So it was good. No, it actually went by pretty fast. Stopped oh. and got some Jimmy John's on the way. So oh, man. Good. Do you know what? Do you know what? Uh, I'm a former Jimmy John's employee in Washington, do, yeah. D.C. Do you know what number that you ordered? And let's see if I can put together the sandwich that uh, you ordered. Uh, I don't remember. Is it? I got the. Uh, say just you can, or you, you can just say a random number. Let's see if I still got it. The it was I mean it was go with the nine. I want to say it was the nine. Ooh, the Italian. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Right. Yeah, you got the uh, salami, the Captain yep. Cola, the ham, the cheese. Mm-hmm. You put a little lettuce. You put uh, maybe you did tomato. Maybe you didn't do tomato. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Then, whatever it comes with, yeah. Okay, and then you got the the uh, mayo first that goes on, and then you sprinkle on a little oregano, and then you put yeah. on a little sauce just to yeah. moisten it up a little bit. Yeah, man, I still got it. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, that's my favorite one, so I get that every time. Casey yeah. Bales, uh, 
He looked at Jimmy John's and said, eh, it's not good enough. And he walked across the street to Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) We thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, Burger King still exists. I mean, you see commercials on television, but anytime I I see a Burger King, it's like there's never never anybody in line. Yeah, the one in Litchfield closed, so, Hmm. you know. But yeah, we we thought that was kind of... he, He didn't... As a former employee, this is critical information. Can you customize the Jimmy John sandwich? Because he thought you couldn't customize them. What do, what do you mean? Like build like your own? Take, well, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like take ingredients off or add ingredients. Oh, absolutely. You can. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. You can add. There, there's like uh, Jimmy's way. I know there, there's Mike's way for Mike's subs, for Jersey Mike's subs. But um, there's a Jimmy John's way where you could ask for everything on the sub. Or you can take everything off of the sub. So there's definitely personalizations yeah. you can do you can even add meat to it if you wanted to for an extra right. two dollars yeah well and i thought so because i remember um like at bethel we always got jimmy john's for our road trips yeah and your and my cousin tyler schmidt always just got a ham and cheese sandwich with nothing on it mm. man that's a it was ham. i'm pretty sure it was ham maybe it's true it doesn't really matter but there he got all the vegetables removed and it was just a ham and cheese sandwich and i was you call that a slim one, man. I still got it. I just, man, I've worked one. at Jimmy John's for over three and a half years. And that, that, uh, just never you, leaves a man. Just never you leaves. You probably a man. can't remember what you ate yesterday, but you remember how to make all the Jimmy John's. <laughs> That's a good point. What did I eat yesterday? Haley made, uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup, which is pretty good. Oh, it is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So anywho, Tim's way, Tim's way, Tim's way. That's right. Plus there's a little sloppy Joe in the middle, which add a little meat to it. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. Grilled cheese with sloppy Joe, um, dipping it into tomato soup. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. To try sometime. Anywho, um, the Minnesota Gophers game versus the Nebraska Huskies. Mm-hmm. What was your takeaway? What was your takeaway from attending that game in person? Yeah. So, yeah, we always do one, or not we, Luke always does a road trip, and then he invites everybody and sees who can make it. So this is the first one I've been on. Um, Lincoln was, I liked Lincoln, the city. It was fun. It was, their downtown was pretty cool. It was, it was a very, it's a big town, but mm. it doesn't have that skyscraper kind of downtown the way Minneapolis does. Um, so it felt a lot like a smaller town just because all the buildings were smaller, which I know sounds kind of silly, but it just felt like a smaller town feel. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now of the skyscrapers that you mentioned or lack thereof. And yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it, and the stadium was nice. Um, people talk about how it's such an experience in Lincoln. It's kind of hard. I mean, they, they're three and six now and people are, I mean, it was still packed. Don't get me wrong. I think they said like 85,000 people or something like that. Um, yeah. So even when they're bad, people are still excited. It was hilarious though. It was funny. So all the people around us were super nice and they do have that reputation as like not being a hostile, like toward other, fa- like toward the other team's fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like Iowa is the opposite. Really? Basically, everyone says Iowa Hawkeye fans are just ruthless. Wow. Uh, they're even right next to the hospital too, right? Are I know. Right I the yeah, children hospital? yeah, that they do not care. But Nebraska fans, they were all polite. They were all friendly. We chit chatted about each of our seasons. Um, I, I made a comment how there's nothing to do in Lincoln. And then the lady in front of me got really mad for a second. I'm like, sports related. I'm like, just sports. I'm like, Lincoln's a great town. We love it. It's fun. But because she's like, there's to do in Lincoln. 
And we're like, we're like, yeah, we know. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just meant sports. They only have Nebraska football, right? They don't have Vikings. They don't have Gophers. They don't have, you know, they don't have all the different basketball, baseball, hockey, all that stuff. So that, that was my only point. As a sports fan, all you have is Nebraska. And then you have to go other states to find other sports. But anyway, um, it was kind of, it was like being there with Minnesota fans. So Nebraska's first drive was like, they had like a 40, 50 yard run up the side. And then a few plays later scored a touchdown. So it was seven zero, just like that. And they were pretty hyped. It was pretty loud in there. Rest of the half Gophers looked bad. Tanner Morgan looked really bad. Um, Nebraska also looked equally bad. They just got that first drive and it was 10 zero at half. And the whole time Nebraska fans were just kept saying, Oh, you guys are probably going to win. We're going to choke. We always choke. And then we, the four of us were like, no, you're probably going to win. I think you underestimate how bad the Gophers are and how bad we choke. So really the whole game we spent just telling each other how bad our team was um, to Nebraska fans and Nebraska fans back to us. And then when the field goal, they kicked, Gophers on their first drive kicked the field goal. And it was amazing how much quieter it got in the stadium. For the rest of the game, it never got loud again. Really? Like literally, all it took was one field goal, and the the fans were like, "Ah, it's over, it's over." <laughs> I, yeah, I can just imagine, like you know, Grandpa Orville sitting up there, just going, "It's, it's over." But eighty five thousand yeah. fans doing it at the exact same time. Yep, and I, and I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, it never got crazy loud again. And then from then on, the Gophers really look like they're in control. Backup quarterback. I think there's a quarterback controversy. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, tell Tanner Morgan or. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Okay, I was gonna say Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> like the actor Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> well, it's just I mean, his I name think it's looks. Aiden Calic McManus. Calic McManus. Okay, I Zach remember right. Galifianakis was pretty close. Yeah, it was not bad. Um, so I mean, it really comes down to this. Obviously, Tanner Morgan's been a great quarterback. He looked really, really good when he had two NFL receivers. Since then, he has not looked as good. You know, last couple of years relatively speaking to that first year or that second year, whatever year that was with Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, Calic McManus is key in one aspect. So the, the whole offense is based on this RPO, right? The run pass option and almost every play they have, right? They hold the ball in Moe's Ibrahim's lap and then they decide, do I, am I going to give it to him and am I going to keep it or am I going to pass? Right. That's the whole offense. When you have Tanner Morgan running the quarterback position, he keeps it, you know, 5% of the time, maybe, mm. maybe less than that. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but right, yeah. it's rare. He keeps it. And when he does keep it, he's not a threat to run, right? Even if you hard bite on the Mo Ibrahim fake, that cornerback is still going to be able to recover and tackle Tanner before anything bad happens, right? Maybe a couple yards at most. So that was the whole first half. They just were crashing in on Mo. Mo had was getting hit in the backfield every single run, right? Calc McManus is a little bit more athletic, a little bit more willing to keep it. He kept one and I, he only got like, I don't even remember what the exact run was, but he got a first down out of it, got eight to 12 yards or something like that on a run. And you could see the whole defense change because that defensive end in the corner, every single time they had to stay home now because they didn't know if that quarterback was going to keep it. Mm. So that's two less guys crashing down, catching Mo from behind when he gets the run. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then instead of getting hit at the line of scrimmage and falling forward for a yard, Ibrahim was suddenly starting at getting hit at three or four yards down the field and then getting six or seven yards. Mm. And then every once in a while, Calic McManus would keep it and he was getting, you know, plenty of yardage on the outside on his keeps. 
So it just changes the whole offense. And then he was actually hit a couple deep balls. That was key too. But sure. So as far as I know, I have not seen any announcement about who PJ Fleck is going to mm-hmm. put at quarterback between Tanner Morgan or Aiden uh, Galifianakis. Um, <laughs> but if you were the head coach right now, and everyone knows you're going to be a head coach in the rise soon, you know, obviously you're rising, you're at the game. You're a guest of honor for the Minnesota Gophers. <laughs> Clearly, there's something going on there. I will yeah. dive into that shortly. But um, I'm sure expenses were entirely paid to get there. Yep. And hotel was free and everything. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they didn't fly you a uh, pl- private jet, but maybe you're just being modest. And, and I was. Yeah, I declined. Yeah. Um, but if you were the head coach for the Gophers right now, would you go with Tanner Morgan or Aiden? That is a tough. To, so you're right that I haven't seen anything either. So they because Tanner Morgan had a I'll use concussion, quotes, had an injury or a concussion <laughs> or some sort of it just said injury. I think if I remember right, maybe because concussion was two weeks ago. I don't know if he got another concussion or not. I guess I didn't see that part of his. They went that far to say that, but sure, um, it's tough because in one hand, obviously Tanner Morgan's given you a lot, right? One. The winningest, winningest, winningest. Yeah, the winningest quarterback in Minnesota quarterback in Gopher history. Was that like honestly. eight or nine years? So he's correct. It's, it's got the cheat code, but yeah, and obviously a stellar person all around. Like everyone talks about, he's a great leader, right? He's been a great, great Gopher quarterback. No, no, if hands are up, butts about it, right? Um, but the thing is, right? If you're this year's kind of a lost year. Like they could get to the Big Ten West, they could win it still. Some funky stuff would have to happen. Not impossible. I looked at the scenarios. Like, it's not crazy. But it, it it would be have to be a couple dominoes, right, that fall the right way. So not likely, but it's possible. Hmm. But you're at this point, you're really thinking about the future again, right? Hopefully they should be. Yeah. And Cal McManus is a redshirt freshman. So theoretically, you have three years to maybe have him as your starting quarterback. Um, I think playing out these last three games – would be and then the bowl game, so I guess four games would be super beneficial for him for next year. And as much as it would stink to bench a stellar person and quarterback like Tanner Morgan, I, I that would be a really tough conversation for PJ Fleck to have. Super loyal guy. I don't know how you don't. Just mm-hmm. to, if, if you're looking at the overall structure of the program, you got to kind of take the names out of it, right? That stinks to do. But if you're thinking about how is my program going to be better in the future? I think it's starting Calic McManus last four games of the year. Yeah. What um well, I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, I thought of it. If you were the head coach for the Minnesota Gophers, and obviously you're going to be very, very soon, at least an offensive coordinator. Maybe PJ Fleck leaves and you become the offensive coordinator. Um yep. what so you, you said that Aiden um should be the starter for the next four games. Yep. Do you think the injury to Tanner Morgan is the perfect excuse to make that happen uh, because PJ Fleck now has something to fall on for not starting Tanner Morgan. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And you certainly could go there. Obviously coaches and certainly have in the past. I, I would imagine for somebody like Tanner, I don't think, cause that's kind of doing someone dirty a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would imagine PJ Fleck, I guess, and Tanner, I mean, it's been six years now. Those guys, I would, you know, they're pretty darn close. And like you build up that relationship with that player. I would imagine it would probably be more about 
PJ Flex hitting Tanner Dallin saying, thank you for your contributions. We're going to start Calic McManus and, you know, ta- just to explain it kind of in a man to man situation. Cause I think Tanner would take that better than kind of hiding it under the injury bug. Mm-hmm. But just cause I, you know, six years, they, they, they have a good relationship. I would imagine that's the route they would go, but <coughs> got it. Here's a theory. Okay. And I made this theory a couple weeks ago, but I've never delivered it on the air. I was looking at the Minnesota Gophers schedule because it was released by the program. And maybe I'll look it up for next, for next year. year. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was it's released. Way harder. Yeah. The schedule looks terrible. Gophers might win three games next year. I mean, maybe they'll win more. People like to over-exaggerate things and uh, make it might like to make it look bad. But here's a theory. It is Tanner Morgan's last season. Um, as a Minnesota Gopher, and maybe he'll join PJ Flex staff. I don't think anybody would su- be surprised if that happened. Yeah. However, could it be possible that Tanner Morgan he leaves the Gophers, and PJ Flex sees the schedule drop, and now he's like, "Well, my quarterback's leaving. I've got an up and comer who's not fully developed yet." And next season is an opener at home versus Nebraska. The second week is against um, Eastern Michigan. The That's, third week, the third week is at North Carolina. That's a tough one. Fourth week is at Northwestern. Um, fifth week Wait. is at Raging Cajuns. That's uh, easy, but the biggest thing is that we're we play Michigan and Ohio State in our crossover games which is what you're about to get to. Yeah, so you got Michigan on October 7th at home. Then you got Iowa on October 21st, Michigan State on October 28th, Illinois, which has a revamped program this year. Then you got at Purdue, at Ohio State versus Wisconsin. So maybe there's more wins there than I originally anticipated, but it seems like a much tougher schedule than this season. Could P.J. Fleck bolt after this year? It doesn't seem likely, but like we we talked about it a couple was it two man last week or two weeks ago, right? Talking about how mm-hmm. schools like Nebraska and schools that have that big money are potentially interested in a guy like PJ Fleck. Um, I just I it doesn't he doesn't seem like that's his mo yet, and yeah. it, it, maybe eventually it will be. But I don't know. Like the hard part is if he goes to a lot of these different big schools, like again, we talked about USC as like an option last year. Like if he goes to USC, just using them as an example, like you're not, you are not going to be the face of the program in the same way that he is here. Yes. Like he, in a way he has like full, complete, like creative control here. Like, the gopher football program is PJ Fleck. Like that's what people associate. Like it's mm. his thing. Um, that's a good it, like, point. You know what I mean? Like he is completely in charge and like, he's a tier two stuff. coach in college football. You got like the Lincoln Riley's, the Nick Saban's, yep. uh, the, the uh, Jimbo Fishers. And then, you know, they're the face of the program. And then you got PJ Fleck. He's the face of the gophers. Yeah. And, and I don't think it would work like, or even like Auburn or something like, those schools that have that kind of high expectations and the where they churn through guys, if things aren't going well, right. They chew them up and spit them out. 
I don't think PJ would do well in that scenario. Like, I think he's he likes being the king of this castle. Yeah. And he's very successful being the king of this castle. And I don't I don't think that the you know things are brighter on the other side necessarily, even though it's tempting, you'd get more money, you'd have more potential national exposure. But I think being the king of the castle here and just I mean, I don't know. Gopher fans get a little annoyed when he runs up and down the sidelines and when things aren't going well, sometimes they rip him, but that's every coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like generally speaking, he's gonna be above five hundred every year. He's gonna be probably falling a game or two or three short of the Big Ten West, but he's always at least in the mix. Like for Minnesota fans, they're mostly happy with that. So I don't know. I think he's pretty comfortable here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I never really thought about it that way. Being the king of the castle. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Jake Stakes on the podcast. He brings he brings the insight. So let's get into it. Let's quit beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. Um, are you replacing Kirk Kalkovecchia next year as the Minnesota Gophers offensive coordinator? <laughs> Kurt Shiraka? Yes. Uh, no, we'll, we'll see. The last he's had kind of a rough go again. It said RPO with Tanner Morgan just doesn't look as crisp. So we'll see with maybe if they go with Calcum Manis, if his if his seat is on the hot seat or not based on the last four games. You know, if he figures it out, I won't. I mean, the, the offer's already there. I just only will take it if it feels like I need to take it, like if the Gophers need it. Sure. Um, so, I don't, but if he figures it out, then I'll I'll just decline for now and wait. So. So are you waiting for a bigger offer from a bigger school? Do you think being the king of the castle is too minimum for the Gophers? Yeah, for yeah, for me, it's yeah, I have high expectations. So, uh, you know, Alabama has two losses, so we'll see if that yeah. you know becomes He's an close option. to retirement too. I mean, how long yeah. does Nick Saban have left in college football? Yeah, he's probably it was in his mid seventies or I think it's like seventy five or something like that. Yeah, he's older than you think, even like because he looks pretty good. I would feel like mm-hmm. he's got a bald old. spot developing. You know, when he turns his head and the cameras on him, you can see that big bald spot in the middle yep. of his head. But he does look good. Yeah, yeah. So are Would you just you, staying on as a consultant for the Gophers, or what? What? Why were you? At yeah, the we'll game? keep a shadow role, just kind of a quiet role in the background. Yeah, sure. we don't want to. We don't want to rock the boat. Rock the boat too much. So. See, <laughs> were you going to ask me a question? Yeah, I was just going to ask, what did you think about uh, the uh, complete accident by the uh, official um, of running into our good friend Bynum? Was it Bynum that he ran into? It was, it was Andrew so, Bynum, yeah. So I didn't get to see a lot of the game. I was what, driving home from Nebraska. So like we listened to it on the radio all the way home. And you would have thought that uh, somebody, the ref straight up like shot one of the Vikings players or something. Like was how dramatic it was on the radio. So watching that play on recording, because we, it's funny because I and my wife and daughter, we went to Chipotle at halftime. We recorded the game. So we were going to miss a part of the game. And I was like, okay, we won't check the phone. I get a vibration at Chipotle. Jacob, uh, can you believe that play? I'm sure this family is going nuts watching this play. And I'm like, oh crap, I didn't see it. And he's like, oh, sounds like the, referee ran into the safety of the Minnesota Vikings cam Bynum. And I'm like, Oh, I guess this will be something to look forward to. And you can kind of see it building on the replay. They had like the long kickoff return to like the 45 yard. And I'm like, Oh, I bet this is, I bet it's coming up. They get to the 50 and I'm like, Oh, here it comes <laughs> play action pass. Taylor Heineke drops back throws into triple coverage. Would you rather um, 
Does that make sense? Throws into triple coverage, would you rather? I don't think it really makes sense. Yeah, anyway, they both it. Throws into triple coverage. Um, Cam Bynum, Harrison Smith, and either Cam Dantzler or Patrick yeah, Peterson or Caleb Evans, one of those guys. Um, yeah. Were there, and it was going to be intercepted by Cam Bynum. Like, it was p- placed perfectly for Cam Bynum. It was definitely not going to be caught by the wide receiver. And the official wipes Bynum out. And it was a complete lack of awareness by the official. He was standing. I mean, when you see that ball in the air coming towards you, you would think that you would scamper out of the way before the receiver and the corner and the safeties arrive to that area. Yet he just stood there like the Statue of Liberty. Uh, just like had the hand up and everything. Um, so it was definitely a game changing play because oh, the, uh, Washington commanders didn't get much going in the second half. And that was the one time they scored a touchdown, I think in the second half or maybe, yeah. maybe they scored two touchdowns, but it, it certainly was a dramatic shift in how that game was going. Yeah, no. And, and watching it, yeah, it's crazy how if he just like steps forward, the ref, yeah, like he doesn't run in. Like I, I, now we will never understand what it's like to be that ref and to see like a ball thrown in the air and you see these three guys on your left running and then you see a guy on your right running and you're just trying like your mind's racing a million miles an hour, I'm sure, and you're just trying to get out of the way, right? Like he's just trying to find any escape route. But it's shocking to me that he didn't look at that and just go, I'm, you know. I'm going to step forward a few steps and then turn around and watch this play as it happens behind me, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how he didn't think of that, but you know, I mean, you would have thought, I mean, the way that again, first especially was bad. He was talking about like, this is the way the commanders always have been. And we're just like, what? They, what? Like they made the ref, like they cheat by making, they made the ref run into the Vikings player. <laughs> and, and he was mad about, there's a fan that was like bugging the two of them. And like they, that fan eventually actually got kicked out. They took PA told the story on the radio. I heard um, that. Yeah. And it was pretty, I mean, it, so I get, they were frustrated by the, that fan. He was throwing stuff and swearing at them and trying to ruin their broadcast. So they were already mad. Um, and then that play happens and they just, they just lost everything. They were really, really upset, but he kept saying like, Oh man, this is the way the commanders are. This is the way they are. I'm like, oh, interesting. I don't know if they're a bunch of cheaters. I mean, the owner is a terrible person, but it doesn't mean like Taylor Heineke's out here just cheating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm throwing yeah. F-bombs at open gym basketball in the morning on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm sure Cam Bynum was extremely pissed off because that was a dramatic change in the game. I yeah, mean, yeah. I would be so bad if I was Cam Bynum. Yeah. No. And, 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 and he, it sounded like he was mad, but like the ref immediately like, he apologized. Like it, I mean, it, it couldn't have been more of an accident. Like it yeah. sounds like the ref completely just was like, that was the worst. I mean, to him, that's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to him. Right. Like he's seriously, you know, thankfully, I don't know if he's on social media, but hopefully nobody found his social media accounts. Cause it would just be fired up with people just mad at him for an accident that, I mean, what a one in a, whatever chance that that happens, right. That's never happened that I've ever seen really where that, deep ref you know it used to happen all the time when they had that one ref that was like seven yards off the ball yes <laughs> which i don't know why they put that guy there he, yeah. got ready to do all, he got ready to do all the time he did yeah you'd watch like the referee highlights and he would just get crushed like all every the time. single crossing route it'd be like caught receiver because they don't look upfield right they're just they're looking at the ball so they'd catch it and turn and then just plow over a ref yeah and when a running back would run on up the middle too he would smash yep. into the ref sometimes too but yeah. um 
yeah, the ref did apologize. Cam Bynum forgave him. And yep. Minnesota Vikings won, which forgives every little thing. I mean, can you imagine if the Vikings lost that game? Um, yeah, and it would have, I mean, it, no doubt it would have stank. I mean, that was an, a very unfortunate play, right? The commanders probably don't score with that kind of, because I think it might have been third down too. It's like, right, change the game, but Vikings, again, were resilient, won their, what, seventh, sixth straight game by single digits, if I remember right? Or yes. Like yeah, six game winning streak, sixth straight game by single digits. So, uh, lots of habit, lots of action happening so far this season. Um, yep. The next matchups are against Josh Allen, um, and I just read Maybe. an article by the Pro Football Doc, and he said he will most likely not play that game. So Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs versus the Minnesota Vikings in a rematch, and then you got Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. I think it's the Patriots after that on Thanksgiving yep. night, and then yep. um, the New York yeah. Jets, which isn't a lock of a win anymore. No, like we thought before the season. So these next four games are going to share a lot about the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. No, this will, I mean, I would say, cause somebody was like, well, this next four games, we'll see if the Vikings are legit. Well, I think the Vikings, it, you can't be seven and one and not be somewhat legit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but that maybe the next step is to say that is we'll see if they're a serious, like playoff, like somebody who can make moves in the playoffs or someone who's just going to make the playoffs. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like for sure. Doesn't mean a Super Bowl team even, but is this a team that can win a few games to get to the NFC Championship and make have a chance, or is this a one and done kind of team? And this, I think, this four weeks will tell us a lot. And even, I mean, even if it ends up being Case Keenum, like that's still going to be a tough game at uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, Cowboys are just right there with the Vikings. Patriots have been looking better. Um, good defense. Jets have a really good defense as well. Um, so we'll see if our offense can move the ball against some of these. And Bills are potentially the best defense in the whole league. So, And the Cowboys are too, honestly. So, I mean, really the next four games are against four of the best defenses in the whole league. So we'll really push it on Kirk Cousins to see if, you know, shirtless, eight-pack, chains, Kirk Cousins can get the job done. Oh, man. I think these next four games, I think it would be successful if the Vikings were two and two. Yeah, that'll be just fine. Then you're nine and three. Like that's a perfect place to be. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. no problem with two and two. Yeah. The scary part is it might be the second two. <laughs> Cause these first two are probably harder than the other two. So losing yeah. two in a row might be a little and then you get uh, you get those yeah, yeah, you get those question marks. Like, oh, you start pointing you? the fingers. Oh, who, yeah. who have they beaten so far? You know that. Yep. And then you go into that Thursday night game versus the Patriots at home, uh, Thanksgiving night is a prime time game. So that'll be yeah, the yeah. controversy's brewing. It's 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 yeah. it's on the pot. It's boiling. It's boiling. Yeah. It's ready for the noodles. Yeah. Um, it, the noodles. So we're wrapping up the pod because you boil the mm-hmm. water first and you you know put in. The yeah, noodles. no, I it's, I get it. I just I don't think I've ever heard someone go as far to say it's ready for the noodles. That was good. Yeah, it's ready for the noodles. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Um, okay. Robe of the week. Oh yeah, the, it doesn't have to be a Vikings player. It can be a Gophers player. It can be Aiden Galifianakis. It can be uh, Tanner Morgan. Uh, it could be PJ Fleck. I didn't watch the Gophers game, so I don't really have much on that one. Do you want to do your robe first? Sure, I'll do my robe first, and I'm going to actually give it to the six pack Kirk Cousins because he played the best game in a Minnesota Vikings uniform that I've ever seen. Uh, he was getting hit all the time in that game. He was pressured almost 50% of his dropbacks in that game. 
And Mm -hmm. he was making throws that I've never seen him throw to TJ Hawkinson, to Justin Jefferson, to Adam Thielen. He was anticipating routes and throwing it before receivers were open and throwing it to Mm -hmm. receivers that weren't open. And his one interception was a pass that Justin Jefferson should have caught in the end zone Mm -hmm. if he is going to be the best wide receiver in football. So (laughs) I was impressed with the way Kirk played. Yep. That's a great robe. I got two of them. One. You like the cuddle. You're a big fan of the cuddler. Yeah. You did the same thing last week. Be ready for this. Must be a heck of a cuddle. So, um, (laughs) number one has to go to the ref for knocking over Bynum. I think that motivated the Vikings. Okay. uh, Provided a spark. And he probably needs a little bit of warmth because he's probably had a rough week. Um, And then second, we'll go with uh, Coach Phillips, quarterback uh, Albert Rundell, running back Wyatt McCabe, and the whole Watertown Mirror football team. We'll snuggle them all up in a big robe. and There we go. Give them the robe of the week, making the state tournament for the first time since like 2001 or something like that. Um, I mean, seriously, what a turnaround. I read an article by Kip Kovar uh, the other day and said the uh, the, uh, Royals were winless two years ago, and here they are um, Mm -hmm. advancing to state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they were almost right. Them and Howard Lake were almost – they were de- deciding if they should try to co-op for a little bit just to try to get the numbers back up. Um, so, yeah, Coach Phillips has had a nice nice turnaround and just, you know, really created an energy around that program. That's the key, right, especially with high school football at smaller schools. It's can you get those kids to be excited about football and whether you have zero wins or have eight wins, right, do they show up and go through the grind? Because it's not an easy season, right? You mm-hmm. get beat up pretty bad, so he has done a phenomenal job of having a positive culture and really kind of building that energy to be positive. So, so coach Phillips is coming on the pod tomorrow morning. Um, (laughs) Is there a question that you want me to ask him on behalf of you? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I got I don't, yeah. I mean, obviously I wish him luck. Um, I trolled him a little bit. I wore my Litchfield football shirt at his golf tournament. (laughs) Hopefully he wasn't too offended by that. I don't think he was it. That was pretty funny. Um, but, you know, I just, yeah, I wish them luck and hopefully they can get the job done. I guess for hopefully they might have to move some basketball games <laughs> depending if they win. So we'll see how that goes for Mr. Janet Cool and the basketball team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I have any. I'm trying to think of like a good. Okay. Like, well, you can text me too. You can yeah, text I'll, I'll me. text you if I think of anything. Perfect. Interesting. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jake's Takes and the Minnesota Tim Podcast. It's appreciated. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate the downloads. And uh, thank you for making the Minnesota Tim Podcast a part of your day. Jacob, thank you for joining every Wednesday morning. Thank you. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com 
FACET.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.